How's it going, guys? How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? David here, and tonight I am joined by Dom and John, and today we'll be going over some more USFL updates as well as some NFL offseason tasks and stuff like that. So I got a question for the guys. Did you catch any of the weekend's actions or at least see the highlights, and what did you think of the games? I'll start with Dom on this one. Um, I had a little bit of a busy weekend, so I wasn't able to watch any of the games, but I did watch a couple highlights yesterday and today. I thought the action was was pretty good. I think the, you know, the play on the field is starting to get a little bit better, a little bit more consistent. You know, it's still not, you know, amazing football, but it's still football. And, you know, from what I've seen from the highlights, I thought it was pretty good. Well, I think a lot of us expected, at least out of their first year, and we just, I think we just wanted to see improvements week by week and stuff like that. John, you got anything to say on this one? Yeah, I, I watched some of the highlights. It just looks fun, you know? Um, there's there's not, it's not as like, I don't want to say hyped up, but I think people make a big deal out of the NFL. And I, I just, it didn't seem like that. It was kind of like low key and it seemed like it was just a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and I think that is another expectation out of what a lot of people expected from the league, at least early on, especially since they only have, what, three or four weeks just to practice mm-hmm. in the preseason. And right. So- I, I, don't, I don't think anyone really expected, you know, the first couple of weeks to be, you know, amazing football because these guys really didn't have any time to practice with each other. So it, it, we all knew it was going to take a couple of weeks to really start to really pick up and, and show some promise. And I think we're starting to get to that point. Yeah, and that kind of leads into my next question of, have the games improved any since last week? And if you had any suggestions to make to improve the product quality, what would they kind of be? I'll start with John on this one. You know, I, I kind of feel like, uh, I kind of feel like, you know, it's got to be like a monkey see, monkey do kind of thing. I think if they, in a way, I want them to like do things more similar to the NFL. But then when I thought about that for a sec, I thought, well, you know, they got to get their product out there. Um, and I, another thing I think that people keep on forgetting about this USFL stuff, it, it, needs, it needs time to get out there. It needs time to build up popularity. Um, I looked at it as, and this is, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but I, it might be a little off topic. When the UFC started back in 1993, it was not a success. You know, they kind of went underground. People weren't really watching it. And then when they started doing The Ultimate Fighter, which was a reality TV show, it, it helped build up its popularity. And that's really, that saved the organization that, that made the sport, or made the sport or helped make the sport what it what, what it is today. So I, I was cu- curious if maybe at the USL, USFL could do something like that, like a reality TV show, like maybe similar to like Hard Knocks that the NFL does. They, oh they do have their... They do have their own like hard knocks version. Oh, they and do. Okay, it, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I would I would maybe do that if I were them. But yeah, uh, that that would be my suggestion. I didn't know they had. I did not know they had a reality TV show. I have to look that up. Oh, it's fantastic. It's, is it it's like hard knocks? Than, yeah, but better. Okay, uh, is it on YouTube or how, how do you how do you watch it? I forgot where I, I saw some highlights. I, I haven't watched a full episode, but. Just from what I've seen of it online, it's just, it's great. 
Okay. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. I'll have to look it up. Or at least some highlights of it. So moving on, Dom, what are your suggestions? I mean, the I think the only ways that they can really improve the product right now is to get rid of the kickers because the kickers have been absolutely atrocious. Other than that, I, I don't really think that there's any rule changes um, that need to happen or, you know, they, they can only do so much with the, the players that they have. I think just give the players more time to practice with each other, get, you know, into football shape and, you know, just, just build more chemistry with each other. I think that will naturally help the, the product on the field, but the kickers are awful. I just, just get rid of the kickers. Just go for two and three point conversions every time. Fair and understandable. But then again, it just might take a little bit to get used to the fields and all that. So Yeah, well, I think their, their biggest complaint early on was the ball. And I know the first couple of weeks there was like a, like a microchip in the ball that would help the umpires with, you know, placing the ball up, you know, where it was supposed to on the field. But it was like throwing off the weight distribution with the ball. So like one side of the ball was heavier than the other. It was just throwing the kickers off. But they changed the ball, I think, after week two. And the kickers are still awful. So... You know, they, they, they had the excuse of, of a bad ball for the first couple of weeks, but they can't use that excuse anymore. You guys just suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, moving on to the standings rundown of the North and South Divisions. And starting with the North Division, we've got New Jersey Generals at 3-1, and one, the Philadelphia Stars at 2-2, two and two, the Michigan Panthers at 1-3, and three, and the Pittsburgh Maulers at 0-4. Oh Moving on to the South Division, you got the Birmingham Stallions leading the division at 4-0, followed by the New Orleans Breakers at 3-1, the Tampa Bay Bandits at 2-2, and the Houston Gamblers at 1-3. Now that we've gotten the USFL running out of the way, now let's move on to the NFL offseason. So I would like to start with the favorite team of all of us, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns have not done anything with Baker Mayfield yet. What do you think they should do with him? Whether you think they should trade him, play him during Watson's suspension, and then trade him, or just straight up release him? And off that, what do you think is going through Mayfield's head right now? And I'll start with Don on this one. I mean, if if I'm the Browns, you have to trade him. You know, you can't cut him. You're responsible, or you're on the hook for his eighteen and a half million dollars, no matter what. And I, he's worth more to you as like a fourth string quarterback that you just stash on your roster than just cutting him. Um, but Andrew Barry, is, he's patient. He's not going to make a deal just to make a deal. He, he'll he wait for the for the right move. And eventually, as we get into training camp, some quarterback's going to get injured. Or the Panthers will realize, wow, Sam Darnold really sucks, and the rookie that we just drafted is not ready to start. And, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll make a move for Mayfield. But I think the right move is to trade him. I think their only move at this point is to trade him because he's not starting a game for this team. They didn't bring in three other quarterbacks to have Mayfield start, you know, in the event of a Deshaun Watson suspension. He's not going to start. He's not going to show up to any OTAs or anything. He's he's done. He's technically on the roster and he's technically a Brown, but he's not a Brown. He's done. In terms of what's going through his head, who knows? I mean, he's probably thinking, all right, let me heal. Let me get to an organization where I can have a chance to be a starter and prove that I can lead an organization. But at this point, I think he's probably just thinking, to get, you know, get me off the team because he's not in Cleveland. He's, he's back home in Texas. He's probably just going to be staying there and chilling out and waiting for a team to trade for him. Yeah, that's completely understandable because I was thinking, I was like, he's probably really frustrated right now with 
the team and all that because he was the best quarterback we've had since the 90s. And I get that this was the Cleveland Browns and they hadn't been great for the last 20 plus years. And an average quarterback would look better than most of the quarterbacks that we've had. But anyways, John, what do you guys say on this matter? Well, I still think they shot themselves in the foot with Baker. I, I, I think they screwed him over, but at the same time, you know, if I was Baker, I'd be like, you know what? My, my, my future with the Browns is done. I, I can't, you know, go back and, 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 you know, redo what has already been done. So if I were him, if I was Baker and if I was the Browns, to be honest with you also, I would do this uh, for both the Browns and Baker's sake. I would, if let's say, well, the biggest thing, we don't know how long Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended. So that makes it really complicated to determine exactly what to do with Baker. But let's say well, we Deshaun- also don't know when he'll be suspended. He, he might not be suspended this year and the suspension might happen next year. Well, you know, let's say uh, I'm not saying that he's going to be suspended or not. But let's say he's suspended for the first four games. I personally, other than Deshaun Watson, and other than play, let's say Deshaun Watson suspended for the first four games. I think Baker's their best QB with without with Deshaun Watson not playing. I don't see. I'd, I'd have Baker over any of the backups that they already have. That's just my personal go. I would have him play those four or however many games Deshaun Watson is suspended. One because I think it'll kind of get some confidence back in Baker and and two I think it would make him look more attractive to another team that might want to trade for him so one I, I think it helps Baker personally because in a way he'll, he'll kind of redeem himself and at the same time I think it helps the Cleveland Browns as an organization because they'll be hopefully be able to get for more him now that also depends on one Deshaun Watson, does he get suspended or not? Two, how long he gets suspended? And three, if Baker Mayfield is healthy and he plays well during Deshaun Watson's suspension. So all these things got to fall in place. But that would be, given the circumstances, that would be the best, I believe, the best scenario for both Baker and the Browns moving forward from here on out. Yeah, and I was kind of thinking along the same way that you were, have him possibly play and hopefully there's a fringe playoff team that would see him doing pretty decent and think, okay, we need an improvement at quarterback. We'll take him and give something up for him. in return. Yeah, but a, a fringe playoff team isn't going to swap quarterbacks four weeks into the season or five weeks into the season. If you're a fringe playoff team, you're looking to bolster the, your roster around your quarterback, not just bring in a new quarterback that has to completely learn the, the new system. And all the terminology and, and you, you just don't make a move like that mid-season. I think, but it, it, forcing it, it, forcing him to play would would one you'd have to hope that he plays well, which he's not a consistent quarterback. He'll have one good game, but then he'll have two to three bad games. And they they brought in three other quarterbacks because they moved on from him. He's done. He's he's not in their plans for this year, next year. He. In their minds, they're operating that he's not even on the team anymore. They brought in Jacoby Brissett. He's going to be good enough to get you through whatever suspension Deshaun Watson has to go through. And you'll you'll just have to live with Jacoby Brissett for a couple of weeks. You know, that being said, Jacoby Brissett's not a horrible quarterback. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's probably at the same level or a little bit higher than uh, Case Keenum. 
so he he's a competent quarterback. He can get the job done. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's time just to move on. Bringing Mayfield back and trying to force him to play games for a team that he doesn't want to play for, and he's not going to show up to any offseason activities. It it just be a bad bad situation. Yeah, and that's completely understandable. Anyways, moving on. L.A. Chargers recently signed veteran linebacker Kyle Van Noy, and among the other defensive offseason moves that they made, how successful do you think the L.A. Chargers will be this upcoming season? John, I'll start with you. I think they'll shoot for a wild card spot. I just don't see them winning the division. I still see the Chiefs winning the division um, because they got the best quarterback. So I I think they'll be good, but I don't think they're going to win the division. I mean, I think they might make the playoffs. I think that's another thing. I I know we talked about this a few weeks ago. That might be the most competitive division in the NFL this coming year. I mean, the the Denver's got a good quarterback. See, the LA Chargers has young, young, good young quarterback. Uh, it's going to be hard. It's going to be really, really hard. But, yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them winning the division. Not with the Chiefs in there and not at, not with the, the competitive um, competitiveness of that division. Yeah, and that's completely fair because I was like, I think they were trying to make a playoff push and maybe even a Super Bowl title right here, right now. Because I think about it for a second because they were one of the teams who – even if they didn't win, gave the Kansas City Chiefs a bit of a headache in some form or fashion, at least outside of Cincinnati and a few other teams. So, Dom, what are you? I'm on the fence with this team because I think I agree with John. This is clearly the most competitive division in the entire NFL. I love all the moves that they've made. They, they solidified that secondary bringing in J.C. Jackson. They acquired Khalil Mack. Bringing in Kyle Van Noy is a, is, is a great move. He can produce for you on the field, and he's going to be a leader in that pocket room. I think they drafted really, really well. Are they? I think they're at the same level of, as the Chiefs at this point. You look at the Chiefs, they traded away Tyreek Hill. Their offensive line is still an issue. Their defense is still an issue, even though it, you know, they addressed it a little bit in the offseason. Um, I think right now the best team in that division is the Broncos, but in all honesty, either the Chiefs, the Broncos, the Chargers, and you can even make a, a dark horse race for the for the Raiders to win this division. I think no team is out, and I think really any team in this division can win it. Yeah, that's why we made the statements both tonight and a few weeks ago as well. Moving on, we're going to talk about the Buccaneers and another player that might come out of retirement, that being Rob Gronkowski. So the question is, does Rob Gronkowski retire, or does he return to the NFL in some form or fashion, whether that be for another team or return to the Buccaneers? If he does return to the Buccaneers, does he improve their chances of winning another Super Bowl? And I'll start with Dom on this one. Well, I think he absolutely helps her chances of winning. I mean, he's Tom Brady's most, I guess, He's the target that he has the most chemistry with. I guess it, it all depends on if he really feels like playing because he doesn't have anything left to prove. We all know that he's one of the, the greatest tight ends to ever play the game. I think it's all just does he feel like putting his body through another another season? You know, it's not it, it's a tough decision because football is, is such a demanding sport on your body. And you know, playing the tight end position like he has for what, 10 years now, it's a lot. You know, it, it got to the point where he, he did have to, you know, sit out a season and he came back. But I think it, it depends on how he's feeling. And he's probably going to make a decision right before training camp. And 
if he does play this year, it's only going to be for the Buccaneers because he's not going to play for any other quarterback besides Tom Brady. Yeah, and I said kind of the same thing. I was like, if Gronk does return, it's not going to be for another team. He'll want to play for Tom Brady wherever Tom Brady is, which happens to be the Buccaneers. And in regards to the Super Bowl, it doesn't really come down to him. It really comes down to that offensive line more than anything, Mm -hmm. mainly because they lost a lot of key assets to that offensive line. So I'm going to hand it off to John to give his – well, I, I agree with you guys. Um, I think, you know, if Kronk, Kronk, Gronk is healthy and uh, he wants to come back. I mean, like Dom said before, you know, he, he doesn't really have any, really anything to um, prove. But I, I think if he's going to come back, he's only going to come back to play with Tom Brady. I think if it was any other QB or if Tom Brady was retired, I, I could not. I do not see him coming back. So uh, I think he comes back. Does it help? Um does it help their their uh, chances of winning a Super Bowl with Gronk coming back? Yes, but I don't think like I don't think Gronk is like how do I how do I put this? Like it helps them, but it, it's not like an end all be all. I think there's other issues they have on that team. I think it would be much more significant or insignificant, however way you want to put it, if let's say Brady didn't come back instead of Gronk not coming back. I think as long as Brady's on that team, you have a chance. You have a chance to, I mean, do do a lot and and have a lot of the success. I mean, he's just he's just that good. So does it help? Yes, but I, I think they have other issues on that team, other holes, as you guys were already saying. But I think the key to that that team winning is is Tom Brady. You don't have Tom Brady, you're, you're it just. Your success, your chances of success are a lot lower. Yeah, and it completely changed their offensive, their off-season mindset, mainly because getting the off-season, you had Tom Brady retired, and that completely changes everything. How they trade, how they sign, how they draft, stuff like that. Then he comes back and the mindset completely changes. So moving on to the final question that I have for you guys tonight, and that is what second-year quarterback, whether that be Jones, Lawrence, Fields, so on and so forth, do you think will be able to take the next step or leap for their respective teams and why? So I'm going to start with John on this. Well, I actually have have two. Uh, My my first one is, is Jones. I think he's on the most complete team. I think he is one of the greatest coaches in Coach Belichick that's that's ever ever been in the NFL. Uh, I, you know, I, I like Jones. Um, I, I think he's probably going to make the next step or the most likely to make the next step. I think Lawrence and Fields, they just have too many holes on that team, especially Lawrence because, I mean, there's just so many holes on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, but I have another one, another one I was thinking about, Trey Lance from the 49ers. They got a good team already. They went to the playoffs. They went to the NFC Championship game, if I remember correctly. Got mm-hmm. beat by the Rams. So I think he could definitely make a step forward because similar with um, the, the whole Jones thing, I think he's also on a very complete team with a good defense. So that Those are my two. But I would say if I had to pick between the two, it would be Jones for the Patriots. Yeah, and my issue with the whole Mac Jones thing – is like you said, he was in probably the best position out of all of them. Yes. We basically throughout the season said he had the keys to the Ferrari. All he had to do was not 
crash it. And he did a damn good job at that. Yeah, he, he was very good on that. So before I give my opinion on this, I'm going to hand it off to Dom so he can give his two cents. This is, this is tough because I, I think Lawrence and Fields, going into year two, they're trying to get to where Jones already was after his rookie year. But I, I like what the Jaguars did in this offseason in the draft. I think they, they know that they have their quarterback and they're filling out their roster to build around him. They brought in some weapons for him to throw to. They brought in um, some good defensive players, and I think they bolstered that offensive line a little bit. Fields, I, I, I'm hoping he takes a little bit of a step forward, but that, that team's looking a little tough right now. I think that's going to be another couple of years until they're you know really competitive again. Um, a second-year quarterback that I'm really looking forward to really make a big jump is Zach Wilson. I think the, the Jets had a good free agency. I think they had the best draft out of any team in the NFL this year. They got quite a few new weapons around him. That offensive, that offense is going to look pretty good. They're young. They're going to be able to grow together. I think Zach Wilson does have some talent. I'm, I'm looking for him to really make a good, a good jump this year. But if I was to bet on any quarterback to, to make uh, the biggest jump, I think it's, it's Mac Jones, you know, like like we were hyping on last year, he was drafted into the best situation. I think he he fits the Bill Belichick system really really well. He's he's having another year in the system to learn it and really refine his skills. I, I think he'll continue to improve, and I think he'll once again be the best quarterback out of that class. But I think the most improved will either be Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, and I had gone kind of the same way in the sense of I thought it would be either. Lawrence or Zach Wilson, because out of all the teams that drafted a quarterback that year, their respective team were the really the only ones who went out and actually got people to help their quarterback and help them perform to their best potential. So in terms of who will make the greatest leap, it will probably be one of those two because they actually, the front office finally actually did something and got them the help that they needed that they didn't have last year because it was all just them and they had no offensive line, no nothing. Now they actually have at least something to work with. To end this episode, I would like to say thank you to our listeners for tuning in to another great episode of Two Minute Drill. I want to say thank you to both Dom and John. And before the actual date of the preseason, sometime during the actual like mini camps or training camps, whatever, We'll give our very early predictions, whether it be Super Bowl, MVP, stuff like that. And so just keep an eye out for that episode down the road. Anyways, guys, two in the drill presented by Deep Dive Sports, and we'll see you in the next one. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Two Minute Drill. And make sure to follow the show on Instagram at Two Minute Drill Podcast, DDS. Don't forget to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. Also, comment on all our posts and episodes. We would love to hear what you think about the show and what we talk about each week. And as always, two-minute drill listeners, until next time.